0: The views and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of staff and management of Introvision Communications. Welcome, welcome. It's... ...is impossible for America. People seem to be more in touch with the city. They're more respectful for what's going on. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Rising fast, going with the flow. He's doing good. He's got his looks. I don't know what else to say about him. On Talk Radio 1150.
1: You are listening to Hector H. Lopez with another edition of Mindset 5, although we're not going to have just five points this time around. As you know, this week, uh, we have the presence of Nick Baez in El Paso, Texas, all the way from Colorado. Uh, He's always usually giving us a call from Fort Collins, Colorado. He made it all the way down to El Paso. Yesterday, we had a great show, a great show. Just We were talking about all sorts of different things. It got heated, a lot of uh, mud thrown. Uh, Nick, I, I, I think you you even got to the point where you, you pounded on this desk so hard that uh, I thought you were going to break our studio and be banned from KHRO for a while. That's true. <laughs> but we had a blast. Chris Bailey's coming back pretty soon here, <laughs> and uh, we're going to be having a great time. Uh, Nick, ba- uh, Nick Bailey, Nick Bias, hey, Chris hey, Bailey hey. Uh, <laughs> will be in the show, and we also have a roundtable of special guests coming onto to the show throughout the day. Uh, throughout the day, we're going to have great NHI alumni like uh, Megan De La Paz, Julian De La Paz. We're also going to have uh, people like uh, Rafa Hernandez. Yesterday, Rafael Hernandez was on the show with us. He didn't really say much, so we're going to try to get him to say some stuff this time around. We're, we're just going to have a packed studio with friends coming in, and we're going to get into some deep subject matter here pretty soon, too. We also want you to give us a call. It's always welcome for anyone to call with any kind of opinion. We still love Bob. We still love Steve. And uh, who else called in yesterday that was also Kevin? Uh, we still love you guys. And even though we can, uh, you know, get get down and, uh, you know, kind of throw some mud around and and uh, really get into the ideas, you guys can always give us a call. 915-880-4376. We took... Nick Baez around town yesterday and uh Nick what was the general consensus it's your first time in El Paso what what did you feel about the city uh as as you kind of toured the city uh all day yesterday
2: you know man um as especially in the evening when we went up by scenic drive and overlooked uh, the El Paso Ciudad Juarez Metroplex I was just overcome with a tremendous sense of pride to be a part of this global, international force that is the Latino community, almost 600 million strong, spanning across six continents in this globe, in possession of hundreds of billions of dollars worth of capital that can really make an impact and add to the richness and wealth of not only the American, but also the international experience. I just couldn't help but be overcome by a great sense of pride, and I just uh, looking across the Metroplex last night. I just um, – I really, truly believe in my heart of hearts that this city, this metroplex, can affect change and affect positivity on a global scale.
1: You know, here's the thing. We could do so much. It is you, – you do see it as an international metroplex. You came here yesterday uh, – of your, own, of your own accord, of your own volition, you kind of start making these conclusions about uh, what an asset we have in a community. But interestingly enough, see, check this out. I have Megan De La Paz here. I have Julian De La Paz here also. We're going to have a few other friends come into the show, drop by. We're going to have a packed studio today. In fact, more people are entering the studio as we speak uh, with, like, video equipment and all sorts of fun stuff. Rafa Hernandez is walking in. Uh, Julian De La Paz is walking in. The biggest discussion that happened, Nick, was on Facebook. On Facebook, you put up a link on your own personal Facebook site that you start telling people, headed to El Paso. You start telling people, Mm -hmm. I'm going to El Paso X many miles to go. Mm -hmm. And people start to respond back. Mm -hmm. When people start to respond back... People start saying, you're the first person in world history to be excited going to El Paso. Other people begin to comment about uh, all sorts of different things. And and everybody's kind of ragging on El Paso. Uh, You know, everyone's kind of saying, well, you know. Uh, Nick, why are you even excited to go to that city? Some people called it Hell Paso. I mean, people were really hating on the fact you were coming to the city, and and it and it led to this interesting discussion about what the image of the city is. I mean, you know, I I still remember when people when I was on I was on a plane ride one time with uh, with with Lucy, my wife, and we were on a flight with. Uh, one of, our, one, of our, one of our young men serving uh, our country proudly, and, and he's, he's kind of regretting the fact that he's coming to El Paso. He's like, well, you know, guys, the only thing I've ever heard about El Paso, never been to El Paso, really, but the only thing I've ever heard from people in the service, and this is a young man, is that El Paso has nothing other than uh, strip clubs and bars. That El Paso is just nothing but strip clubs and bars. And he's like, and you know, I'm not really into bars or strip clubs, so I'm kind of dreading the fact I'm going to El Paso. There seems to be this image of our city that is just so negative. Nobody wants to come visit. Uh, Nobody wants to be a part of it. Why? I mean, what what do you think is going on there, Nick? I mean, you're coming to the city for the first time. What did you think of the reaction to your Facebook
2: post? Well, I thought it was quite amusing on the way down here, the number of people that said, why are you going to El Paso, of all places to go in Texas? Um, Or why would you want to go to Ciudad Juarez, of all places to go in Mexico? Um, Why are you you so excited, man, to be in El Paso and to go down? But you know what? Let me tell you something, man. Touring the city yesterday, touring the Metroplex, going across the border into Ciudad Juarez and, um, and mingling with some of the folks over there and also... Uh, Looking at the Metroplex on the top of Scenic Drive, that's not the El Paso that I saw that's not the metroplex that I saw I, didn't, I did not see, I did not perceive this place full of strip clubs, full of bars as your uh, constituent on the plane so graciously explained what I saw is a city and a metroplex full of potential full of wealth, both financial, social, political educational and scientific wealth that can really affect change on an international scale, that's the El Paso I have seen, that's the El Paso that I have experienced with my interactions with the people, Walking the streets, driving around, going across the border, and that's the El Paso that I'm excited about, man. I'm actually considering moving down here to access and partake in that see, type of wealth.
1: See, and here's the thing. I mean, Ruben's going like, we only have about 13 strip clubs in El Paso. I mean, I didn't even know you knew the number, Ruben. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you get that. But see, here's the deal. We, we now have Chris Bailey in studio. We have Rafa Hernandez in studio. We have uh, we have a jam packed studio, folks. So let's bring some of the other people in let's bring uh, julian julian de la paz and let's also bring megan de la paz and rafa hernandez here's the deal guys you guys are nhI alumni rafa rafa you are in san antonio texas uh, julian you're here in el paso you're at, currently at high school at cathedral high school megan you're currently in high school here at uh, Loreto academy here's my question to you my question to you is very simple What kind of image do you think El Paso has on the national and international scale? Just off the top of your head. We'll start with Rafa.
3: Uh, Overall, I think national scale-wise, it's it's a negative image because people don't, obviously, who haven't been here, just base their ideas off of the media and what they hear. And with everything that's going on in Juarez, you know, I, I was told when I was coming down, why are you from El Paso? Like, how are you alive? Like, there's no way. What's going on over there? How are you living in El Paso? And it's just like everybody has this complete negative image of El Paso. And until you come and Nick will tell you firsthand, you know, it's an amazing place and an amazing city to be in.
4: Uh, I believe that that El Paso has both a positive and somewhat of a negative uh, image as well. I believe that the negative image comes with the fact that we are a border city and some people tend to view El Paso as un- undereducated, as as being very poor, but, but like Nick said, when you actually come to El Paso you see that that's not how it is at all. It, it's quite the opposite. But I also think that in a way El Paso has somewhat of a positive image in the fact that we are known for La Familia, for known for being very close together as a community and we are a very uh, I believe that El Paso is rapidly expanding and growing, and I, I think we could see that, especially through our downtown and other areas of the city. But I think it, both, it has a positive and a negative aspect.
1: Danielle, let's go with you. Uh, d- let me know what your, what your thoughts are about uh, the, the image of El Paso on a national and international scale.
5: Well, I think, Hector, that nationally and internationally both – People view El Paso in a negative way, and speaking to my friends, even speaking to family members, speaking to people that I've just met, it's it's all been negative points of view on El Paso, but I have to say different. I have to say that El Paso, in my opinion, is very inspirational, and the reason How I so? that... How so?
1: Let's say that. How so? How is it inspirational?
5: El Paso's inspirational because... We have so much unity. We have so much color, so much energy within El Paso. And to me, that inspires me to want to to stay in El Paso, and because El Paso is great because of that.
1: See, but that's the, that's the deal. I mean, I, I don't think I don't know. We have Chris Bailey in the studio. I don't think that's the image. I mean, I think that's what you as El Pasoans have in mind about what El Paso is to you. Unity, family, la familia. But come on. I mean, I, Chris, what do you think about the image that El Paso's building on a national and international scale? I mean, look at the Facebook responses yeah. that people were giving Nick about coming to
6: El Paso. A, they were ragging on him for yeah, coming to and El Paso. There's a lot of there's a a lot of that and it's it's not just from people that aren't from El Paso it's from people that are from El Paso that hate the city yeah. and i think um by and large you know there's a, there's a lot of uh hatred is generated from the fact that they're not plugged into different aspects within the community they're not plugged into the arts and culture scene they're not plugged into the music scene they're not plugged in there's there's a cafe culture here that is undeniably generating a lot of of the cultural renaissance that's happening in the city, if you look down on uh, Texas Street, for instance, there is uh, the Forum Arts and Culture, which they've just renamed the Glass Box. It's one of the most amazing art studios in the city, and it's completely unheard of. Most people don't know about it.
1: See, and that's the thing. I can't. I can't really. I mean, we put our hands around these bits and pieces of the city, but come on, let's get real. Let me. Let me. Let's get really real here, mm-hmm. Nick. Uh, they, we were talking in the car on the way here to the studio about destination places, the favorite destination places of individuals here in El Paso. Now we have more people joining us in the studio now. Uh, we have, uh, who, who do we have here on the on the studio? Give us your, your name, the school you represent, and more NHI alumni showing up out of the blue, good friends of the show. Go ahead, Caitlin.
7: Uh, I'm Caitlin DeBeau. I'm representing Coronado
1: High School. Coronado High School. Caitlin, let's go with uh, our next person in studio. We have a jam-packed studio here, folks. Go go ahead.
7: Bianca Peralta from Coronado
1: High School. All right. Bianca... Caitlin, Rafa, Julian, and uh, we have Danielle here in studio along with Nick Bias, Chris Bailey, myself. We're going to get into this, folks. You want to give us a call, 915 Let's really get into El Paso and why, what kind of image we have of our own city. First off, name me your, name me your top three destination <laughs> places you would love to go to in the world. Your top three destination places you would love to go through in the world. will begin with Julian. Top three. Oh, okay. If you could go anywhere,
4: where would you go, Julian? Uh, I would go to London, England. London. Uh, and I would go to Ireland. Ireland. And Australia. Australia. Let's go,
1: let's go with uh, Danielle.
5: I would have to say that I would also go to London um, just because it's so beautiful and Europe in general is beautiful. Ireland is also on my list. Julian's my brother, and I think that's kind of like a sibling right. thing that we're go- that's going on there.
1: Let's go. We'll come back with some more things, folks. Stay tuned. We're going to get into it. I'll pass those image, negative or positive.
8: I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. The Fed taking some small steps to deal with the slowing U.S. economic recovery. Along with keeping key interest rates at historic low levels for an extended period, the Fed will take money it made investing in mortgage-backed securities and use it to buy long-term U.S. Treasury debt. That helped the markets erase a triple-digit loss on a sell-off that started in China. There are signs there, demand for imports is falling in the end the dow fell 54 points the nasdaq lower by 28. worker productivity fell last quarter for the first time in 18 months some economists see that as proof that companies need to hire more workers back to boost output a government investigation into claims of sudden acceleration in toyotas found no evidence of problems with the electronic systems in the cars and more than 300 civil lawsuits against BP from stemming from that Gulf oil disaster will be heard by a federal judge in New Orleans. Tom Busby. Ah, the choice of owning
9: your own business. Half of your advertising works, half of it doesn't. You just don't know which half. Want to find out? iContact email marketing helps small businesses measure and manage the performance of their advertising budgets. Send your customers offers and then use the iContact dashboard to see which ones get results. Find out what works and keep doing it. And then make it work even better iContact has plans for every shape and size business, starting as low as $9 a month. Visit iContact.com and enter the promo code TRUST to get up to two months free when you sign up for a full account. That's the letter I, iContact.com. Trusted email marketing made simple. iContact.com, promo code TRUST. When good things come together, the result is an undeniable force. August 5th through 15th, the Plaza Classic Film Festival brings together 75 films, concerts, and celebrity guests. The result is the world's largest classic film festival. Tickets on sale now for the Plaza Classic Film Festival, August 5th through 15th. Visit plazaclassic.com for more information. The Plaza Classic Film Festival, brought to you by the El Paso Community Foundation.
0: Also, for America, we're
10: supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these
0: people need it. With your host Hector H. Lopez, it's just the
11: guy I wanted to talk to.
0: Talk Radio, eleven fifty.
1: We are back. We have, a, we have a jam-packed studio at KHRO in El Paso for America with Nick Bias, Chris Bailey, myself in studio with a bunch of great friends to the show from all over the city of El Paso, Texas. And we're going to get into it. And here's what I'm going to get into. I started asking kind of softball questions. And the softball questions were, what do you think the image of El Paso is? And, of course, everybody's going to come around and do little things like say, oh, El Paso's great. It's about family. It's about unity. It's about la, 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 kumbaya, my lord. Let's get real. Let's get real. I'm sick and tired of these politicians going out there and painting an image of our city as we're the greatest thing since Chicago or since Washington, D.C., and the bottom line is, folks, that we don't cut it. We do not cut it. For as much as you want to say as, oh, we got the Plaza Classic Film Festival, yeah, put the Plaza Classic Film Festival up against New York's International Film Festival. I'm sorry. All right, let's cut the BS. Let's cut the BS and let's get real. What are the things going on in our city? What are the problems going on with the city? And how is it exactly that we're going to regenerate the image of El Paso based on its assets? Because I'm sorry, guys and girls around the studio here. Jam-packed studio here with Chris Bailey, Nick Baez, Hector Lopez, a bunch of NHI alum from all over. In studio here with Ruben at the controls. I'm not going to allow you guys to begin To say all this fluff. This is fluff. Now, before we went to break, I started talking about, well, name your top favorite destinations. And we got London. We got Ireland. We got Canada. Switzerland. Paris. Australia. Okay. First of all, notice how how none of these places are Hispano-Latino destinations, first of all. Secondly, I want to know why you chose London. Someone come up and let me know why did you choose London, Julian? Why?
4: Well, I think that the general image of London is some pla- is a place that is very populated. Number one, that has a lot of things to do and places to go, uh, things to see, and it's just uh, places to go, things to do, people things, to see, people to see. Uh, Interesting. It's, and, and honestly. I have heard a lot of things about London. I'm, yeah, L- London is always being advertised. Uh, London is always being bands. advertised.
2: So what you're saying is that the reason you would go to London is because you feel that there is a lot to be learned from in terms of culture, politics, yeah. education, etc. There's a lot to be garnered from all the assets within that community. Is that correct? Very much so. Interesting. Let's say let's take. I Ireland. might come, I might come okay. back to that later on.
1: What did you choose? Canada. You chose Canada. Come here come here, Kayla. Let me, well, you chose Canada.
7: Yeah. Why did you choose Canada?
2: Healthcare. Well, oh, well basically
1: like <laughs>
7: Healthcare. I think a lot of like the coolest people, people come from Canada, like the Buried Life Boys. Or like just like a lot of different Cool people, cool come, people,
1: from people come from Canada. Listen to that. Cool
7: people come it's from, true, from Canada. And they're neutral so I guess state. no cool people come from El Paso. Hey. That's not true. Oh, really? I'm saying places I I would like to go, not places I've been in. Okay, all right,
1: fine. Uh, Not not been in, not been in. What else did we choose from Paris? Why would you go to Paris, Danielle? Why in the world would you want to go to Paris?
5: I'd want to go to Paris because, honestly, Hector... For me personally, I have a passion for fashion, and I know that sounds cliche, but I think Paris is the fashion capital of the world, and that's why... So
2: you feel that there is a lot to be gained from the arts and culture of a community like Paris.
5: I do. I think that Paris has a lot of... The
2: tremendous asset of art and culture that can come out of a community like Paris Interesting. See, I might come back to that. in a see, while. OK, well, I mean, let's go. Let's
1: get into that. I mean, you guys and you guys feel free. That's your mic. You guys want to step up to the mic. Feel free to step up to the mic and just give us what's on your mind. Here's the point, folks. The point is this. You guys are throwing out cities as your top favorite destinations, cultural values and attributes that you love about these cities. You're talking about the fact that there's fashion in Paris. You're talking about the fact that there are people to see things to do in London. Notice how none of you, absolutely none of you, chose to go to any destination, first of all, that is part of the Hispano Latino community. That denotes what? Are there no people? people to see or things to do within the hispano latino community let's talk about el paso for a second i know you guys are el pasoans but what would it take for people to say el paso is a destination city here nick bias is on facebook going i'm going down to el paso we're going to be inside the studio el paso for america it's going to be great and people el pasoans are on facebook saying well, oh well you know I mean, how do you I want gotta to, go call, to i got to call you out on something okay go, 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 I mean, ahead, go I, ahead i think
6: the idea you mentioned something about a you know, a comparison of the plaza arts and culture situation here in El Paso to New York City. Yeah. And you're talking about assets within different cities. One of the things that New York has over El Paso, just plain and simple, is money. They've got a lot of money in New York City. And El Paso doesn't. So it because, doesn't have so, that kind of support. Well, for, yeah, uh, The only
2: reason you need a well, lot of money in New York, uh, given that I grew up there, is because uh, coffee costs like $12. Yeah, exactly.
6: Month. I mean, things are uh, astronomically expensive in, that, in Manhattan. But I, I see, mean, the, th- but see, the, thing is, the thing is, thing, here's though, the disparity Chris, where I was going to go with that is that in New York, you have a culture of, of arts and culture patronage. Yeah, There are a lot of businesses, there are a lot of individuals that come from privileged backgrounds that support artists, musicians, that support uh, the theater seen that support Broadway, there are their operas are all underwritten by average citizens and businesses in the area. We don't have that kind of support how, in this how, city. How did Austin go from and I'll, I'll end with this question. We'll go
1: to break. We'll come right back. Folks, you can give us a call because I'm not going to relent. How did Austin go from a city that was somewhere in the boondocks? El Paso was well ahead of Austin way back when. Austin's That's now easy. cultural... Cultural Center of, of Texas and, and the States. We'll Live be back. Live music. I can tell you right now. El Paso, it's not this is not acceptable. Live music.
0: K-H-R-O, El Paso. Talk radio, 1150 a.m. Your CNN radio news source.
9: CNN Radio, I'm Stan Case. President Obama is offering his condolences to the families of former Senator Ted Stevens and four other people who were killed in a plane crash in Alaska. He says Stevens devoted his career to the people of Alaska. Alaska Governor
12: Sean Parnell echoes that praise. He stood for Alaska, and he fought for Alaska he was a uh- it was
9: a lion. retreated before nothing. CNN has confirmed former NASA administrator Sean O'Keefe and his son Kevin survived the crash. The House has approved $26 billion to help states avoid teacher layoffs. Republicans call it an irresponsible union giveaway. More than 5,000 square miles of the Gulf of Mexico have been reopened to fishing. Officials say there's no oil in the area and tests indicate fish caught there are not contaminated. Stocks closed lower after the Federal Reserve Board announced no change in record low interest rates. The Dow was down 54 points. The most trusted name in news. This is CNN Radio.
14: when hurricanes strike, people lose belongings, their homes, hope. This hurricane season is predicted to be severe. American Red Cross volunteers stand ready. You can help. Your $50 click on redcross.org can feed and shelter a child for a day. Text Cross to 90999 to give $10. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS and your $25 gift can make sure someone won't go hungry for the day. Every single donation brings hope. Text message and data rates may apply.
12: My
9: worst day ever? I'm waiting in this crazy line at the DMV. So, I'm checking the web. Zero responses to my new resume. My 98% compatibility match now just
15: wants to be friends. And hackers have taken over my Facebook account. I just thought, has the whole world turned against me? It's not the whole world that's turned against you. It's the internet private, inaccurate, or unflattering information posted about you online can hurt your reputation, your career, and even your relationships. But now, help is available. It's called Reputation Defender. Reputation Defender controls your privacy online and manages how you look when someone Googles you. Reputation Defender continuously monitors everything about you on the web, including 40 social networks. It also removes your personal information from websites that collect and sell it, protecting your privacy. Go to MyReputation.com or call us at 877-720-6497 877-720-6497 use promo code track for a special discount on our revolutionary service being in touch
16: with your community that's what sets apart the local news leader from the rest that's why univision 26 cable channel 2 continues to be the number one choice for news at 5 and 10 p.m more local stories covering stories that affects you and your community three states two countries from Fabins to las cruces and the only el paso station with full news operations in juarez covering what's Happening on both sides of the border, no English language station can come close. Univision 26 for 25 years, the number one source for better local coverage: news, education, health—all the news you need to know—and español at your fingertips. www.kint.com. More local news, more national and international news, sports, and local weather, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at kint.com. The new source for information in español on the web. The only local news website in Espanol covering news from throughout the borderland, both sides of the border. The new KINT.com, your source for better local coverage.
14: As a mother of two, I'm busy nonstop. But no matter how busy things get, I'm making it a point to take a little time out to get the H1N1 flu vaccine for my children. And I'm advising every parent I know to do the same. You see, if you're a mother like I am, the threat of this year's flu season is very real because children are especially vulnerable to serious complications from the H1N1 flu virus, which could lead to hospitalization and even death. That's why I'm urging parents to get their children vaccinated. Vaccination is safe and is the most effective way to prevent the flu. To learn more, log on to flu.gov. Just think, if we all do our part and get our children vaccinated, we'll be doing what's best to protect our families and help stop the spread of the H1N1 flu. To get the facts and how you can protect your family and prevent the flu, go to flu.gov. Together, we can all fight the flu.
17: A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, El Paso for America.
17: This is huge.
0: With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk radio, 1150.
1: We are back. We got a jam-packed studio... At El Paso for America, we have Nick Baez, part of the El Paso for America crew. We got Chris Bailey, part of the El Paso for America crew, and a great set of NHI alumni from all over the city of El Paso uh, that are in college, that are currently in high school. And we're talking seriously about El Paso's image problem. We do have an image problem within our city. What kind of image are we building? And we were getting into the question of Austin, Texas, but, you know, we got a phone call all the way from New Jersey. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Let's go to, uh, we call him Jell. Gel. Jerro Mojica, all the way from uh, Jordan, Mojica, all the way from uh, New Jersey. What's going on, And
18: Chilling, you know, just uh, taking care of some homework and stuff, just having some summer classes.
1: You're, you're wrapping up your summer classes there, Joe. Uh, give me an idea as to what you think of El Paso all the way out of New Jersey. I mean, what, what kind of image has your city built out there in terms of uh, what New Jersey uh, folks think about El Paso?
18: I mean, to be honest and to be realistic, um, I'm from the from the northeast region, and we don't hear much about El Paso. Um, there's just some towns that we just, we get no wind of unless you're in the news all the time or, like, paying attention to that kind of stuff. But just for, I would say for my generation, uh, El Paso really is just a name that comes up once in a while, and I hear more about it because I'm an NHI alumni, but... And honestly, we don't hear much about El Paso and what kind of reputation they
1: have. And see, that, that that's a problem, guys. I mean, here you have someone from New Jersey who's an NHI alumnus, just like all of you here in studio with all of us, saying, hey, I don't know you. I don't know your city beyond NHI. You guys don't have an image or a reputation that precedes you, yet places like Austin that we were talking about with Chris here a little while ago do have a reputation. What do you guys attribute that to? I mean, how do you feel about your city? not having an image beyond our own confines when we're the largest international metroplex in the world
4: uh, for me it's a little disappointing because i mean sitting right here in the studio and when i look outside i, I see i see el paso and, and and it's really disappointing to me that no one really knows of our great city and who we are what we have to offer And it's just really sad, and and I wish that we could change, and I know, and I don't wish, I know we can change that, and we could take many steps to get to where everyone across the United States and everyone internationally knows us.
7: I think El Paso is—it has so much potential, but we have so many great people leave El Paso. Ooh, cool. And they always claim that they're going to come back and help better the community and redo downtown. They have so many ideas, but they never come back to El Paso.
1: And you see, that's a problem. That, that creates the, the the question of brain drain. I mean, Rafa, you're in San Antonio right now. Are you ever going to come back to El Paso? I mean, honestly, are you going to come back to
3: El Paso? Honestly, I have no idea. Uh, second year of college, I uh, you know, San Antonio is a great city. Uh, who knows what's in the future for me, but... Define a great city. What's the difference between San Antonio and El Paso? What El Paso is lacking is that that cultural diversity that brings in so many people from all over the world that we're lacking. Something that's very big, something that is very common within Austin and in San Antonio, that El Paso needs to 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 have which is in my opinion that support from the local people uh, just talking to Chris right over the break you know whether it's the people or it's the government uh, it's not it's not just because people are leaving and going out of town it's the people that are here that are not supporting these ideas that people have whether it's music or anything any new ideas and see that's the thing i mean joe you're over there in new jersey i hope you're still with us here are you still
1: there joe yeah i'm still all right so joe i mean what is your what would be your top three cities to visit in the United States of America if you had to choose. I mean, which are your destination cities you'd like to see before you die?
18: Um, well, my first, I would have to go back to Austin, Texas when I was um, at Celebración. Uh, fell in love with the city. Austin. Yeah. Uh, second city would have to be Los Angeles. Why Los Third Angeles? city in the United States. Ooh, I... And, you know, Might have to get back to you on that one.
1: See, see, and that's the thing. Joe, what would it take for you to have a positive image of a place like El Paso? What would make you want to come to El Paso the same way you want to want to go to Austin? What's the difference? All
18: right, well, I guess it would have to be, I've already seen Austin, and I know what the city's like. I mean, we were kind of restricted because I was a, a sophomore in high school, but it was just the vivid image that I saw in Austin, you know, um, just the bus ride into the city, the bus ride out of the city, and just um, just the whole setting of the people walking around. Um, I don't know that much about El Paso. I don't know what kind of scenery is there. Um, I don't know how, how the people there are. So I guess it would just, it would take pretty much the city themselves, the, the city of El Paso, educating the world on what they have to offer.
2: And Gel, uh, uh, this is Nick Byers, man. It's good to hear from you. Um, I appreciate your input, and some of the things that we've been hearing um, fr- from our guest panelists here in the studio as well is the whole notion that when they identify where they would like to go, where they would most want to go on vacation. These are places in which they have stated, and other people have stated, there's a lot to be learned from the arts, from the culture, from the political systems, from the educational systems, from the scientific community, etc. The question is, and, and this is a very big question that requires a a lot of creative thought and creative ideas is how do we make a city like El Paso a destination community how can someone from even another country in Europe say you know what I would really love to visit El Paso one day because there is a lot to be learned from the political and educational sectors that, that I can bring back a lot of information and a lot of knowledge that I can learn from these sectors that I can bring back to my home area how do we make El Paso how do we make how do we transform communities to make them destination communities in the eyes of the world.
1: And see, that's the thing for me. I I hope the Convention and Visitors Bureau is listening to our show, because I think we're doing their work for them. You guys can give us a call and uh, chime in, because I don't know that you guys are critically thinking about where we're going to go with our city. Why is it that we don't have this kind of image on a national scale? Now, Chris, you and I were getting into it here. We we were talking about Austin. Austin was nowhere when it came to the state of Texas. Nowhere. Nowhere. That's
6: exactly right. You had in Austin a few sectors, and I lived there back in 97, which by that time it was already exploding as far as the population is concerned. The current statistics on Austin is that there are, for every 100 people that move there every month, only 10 people leave. So there's a 10% popular leakage rate in that city. Now, what is keeping people there? One, you have jobs. It's a highly competitive job market in actuality, and you have more PhDs waiting tables in that city than anywhere else. So it's not that... Individuals are going there necessarily for the, for the the uh, the work necessarily. It has to do with the fact. I mean, you have Dell that's there. There are all sorts of uh, tech industries that are there, but they're saturated. There is a vibrant vibrant scene. There's a uh, Austin is a honestly a very liberal stronghold in Texas.
13: It's the the nation's
6: capital and one of the most conservative states in the United States. But there is a very liberal vibe in Austin. And you see it in bumper stickers, Keep Austin Weird. And the reason (laughs) it's, they encourage that kind of innovation. They encourage that kind of weirdness. There's a lot of local support, not just from the people, but from the city for the live music scene, which is actually what turned Austin around in the 1980s with the the emergence of bands like... uh, if you look at um, the Violent Femmes, for instance, I don't know if you remember that band from the early 1980s, but they were one of the the bands that actually put Austin on the map. They were – Gordon Gano from the Violent Femmes actually organized South by Southwest, helped to organize the See, original that's South thing. by Southwest. They've become a destination city – by making things happen that
1: they wanted to see within their community, and I mean, it started. South by with Southwest the is an international
6: affair. Yeah, no, people come from all over the world for ACL, Austin City Limits, yeah. South by Southwest, Fun 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 Fest. It has become known worldwide as one of the meccas. Yeah, for I'd live see.
2: music. Well, and one of the questions I have um, for our guest panelists is: as I was driving around last night with Hector. I said, you know what, man, I've been in the city all day, and I see nothing but beauty and potential and capital. And I asked Hector, I'm like, Hector, man, is the zeitgeist of this city um, a populace that simply likes to identify what all the problems are, yet offers yes. no creative solutions? And the answer is yes. And, and he said, exactly I mean, yes. Chris, do so you disagree?
6: Yeah. No, that is absolutely, I've, that hit the nail right on the head. I had only
2: been in El Paso for nine hours at that point, and that struck me more about this city than anything else. So much potential and so much wealth and so much capital, yet a population that is so enamored with and protective of the status quo that they absolutely refuse to engage in bold, progressive ideas and, to make this city a destination community and
1: here that's a and see that 's the thing for me chris when you say when you brought up the issue of money, money seems to always be the uh, never ending obstacle for mm-hmm. the city, mm-hmm. and they use it as a shield almost i mean I, and, and guys, feel free to jump in about uh, in defense or in In favor of what we're saying here, uh, all the alumni that we have here in studio, the city seems to
6: hide behind that status quo of, oh, we don't have the money. We can't achieve it. the The issue is that I think the city fundamentally presupposes that they have to go to the taxpayers to get that money. There are grants available from the state and from the federal government that are available to cities for the nurturing of arts and culture but they tend to use it on things that are pet projects for the politicians that are in office Mm. not really for already established what you could call quote unquote scenes nurturing those artists there's a movement in El Paso called the art space movement which is really trying to bring artists and musicians and really feeling the city out about turning downtown into a artists and musicians Mecca in downtown. There's scads of unused space there. They wanna give them they want to give them cheap living space and cheap studio space for them to produce art and music in that and the city is completely silent on it. Yeah. The city government is completely silent on that issue.
1: And see, you talk about Austin and, and the scads of things. I love that word that Chris, always used, uh, that Chris always uses. But you talk about Austin and the scads of opportunities that they have in terms of music. <laughs> but then, Joe, you said Los Angeles. Why is, what's the biggest reason you want to go to Los Angeles?
18: This pretty much the overall image that you see portrayed in Los Angeles. The history
1: of Los Angeles is always put out there. Just, um... I don't know. It's just, I mean, is it the film? Is it Hollywood? Is it? Uh, I mean, you're talking about the I history.
18: Wouldn't, I wouldn't say necessarily Hollywood, but just when you see the movie "Stand and Deliver."
1: Yeah. The movie.
18: I sta- think is one of my biggest influences of why I want to go to Los Angeles. The movie "Stand and Deliver." Just High Miscalanta, st- High Lundin.
1: Lundin. I mean, see, look, here's the thing. How can somebody, if if there are beacons of things that have been developed within cities to cause them to be destination areas around the world, Austin music scene, South by Southwest, the founding of South by Southwest, becoming an international affair, keeping that city weird. Los Angeles, they got Hollywood, they got that. What does El Paso have? Now, going back to my El Paso panelists, what does El Paso have that that we can build and capitalize on?
6: I wish I had a cricket set. I no, I can, can tell you, you right now. <laughs> I can I can answer that question. All right, go for it. I'll Chris. answer it. And you guys can you guys can agree or disagree on what I'm saying here. Uh initially, if you if you look back, for instance, you're living in San Antonio. There was a movement broadly in the United States of trying to create a definitively Latino Hispano Latino uh I guess cultural Mecca. And San Antonio was given that opportunity, and they dropped the ball in a lot of ways. The nearest place for Hispano-Latinos to enjoy a broad-spectrum enjoyment of their culture and to actually use it as a means of educating other people about Hispano-Latino culture is in Chicago. El Paso, Texas, is uniquely outfitted for that. But we're not building on it and we're Absolutely. not building on it I mean I was Absolutely. I was in San Antonio with my
1: wife one day we we were walking around Lucy and I were walking around San Antonio we were walking around this this space that just makes you feel proud of of you know hispano latino cultural heritage they have everything on display for sale it's it's attractive for tourists the like Lucy turns around to me and goes, why don't we have this in El Paso?
2: This city... And, and we don't. We this, don't this have it. This city has a very unique opportunity being a part of an incredibly large international metroplex. The people, the, the, the populace of El Paso is very largely bilingual. That that fact in and of itself, if we remove everything else... Name from the any equation, other city that's bilingual like we are. Th- that fact in and of itself, if we remove everything else from the equation, gives the, the populace of this city a tremendous advantage when it comes to being able to access and harness wealth on an international scale number one number two the people of this city are they live they live international lives being a border town that's so large and so close proximity with and so deeply ingrained in uh, um, in, in, in the culture of Ciudad Juarez that the folks of this town don't even realize it yet that they currently have the capabilities to affect change on an international scale I- because they have experience with so dealing with international issues. To piggyback back off what you're
6: saying, to piggyback off what you're saying as well, I think we need to obliterate this binary distinction between a separate community between El Paso Juarez. Yes, I think we yes. need to start conceiving of the El Paso Juarez Metroplex as being a One. singular community, yes, amen. a singular community. Well,
1: let's see if people have something to say, because I, I, I distinctly remember callers to other shows saying that they would really hate that fact. 915-880-4376 is our number. You folks can chime in. But see, here's the thing. Then if we are here sitting around the studio and really being real about El Paso's image with people from New Jersey, from all over El Paso, from Fort Collins, from everywhere, we have a jam-packed studio here, and everybody's kind of harping on the fact there are assets in El Paso. However, they are not being utilized, then what's the issue? What do we need to work on? What do we need to build on? What's the issue? I mean, because, uh, just real quickly, do you think El Paso's political leadership is good or bad? Right off the top of your head. Good or bad?
7: El Paso's? El
1: Paso's political leadership. Good or bad? I say good. You say good.
4: Um, I, I would say good. I, I,
1: I good. I say I, decent. Decent.
7: I'd say good.
1: You'd say good. So then why is it that we don't have all these... Uh, opportunities in terms of tourist destinations if we have such good political leadership in El Paso?
4: I think that El Paso's political leadership is maybe not looking at the right things, that they're trying to put more of a concentration on things that are not as important Uh, say for instance uh, and and I go back to what I said earlier, the downtown revitalization project, that maybe what they should be doing is trying to put more attention on how can we promote El Paso to the general public uh, to, to, to more people across the United States and across the world, but I don't think that they're doing that.
1: See, and that's that's an excellent point there. So then, but but the initial reaction to political leadership in El Paso from all of you was that it was good, and so if we're saying that our political leadership is good in El Paso, yet we're saying, hey, we haven't become this destination place we'd like to become, or we know we could become, then maybe there's an issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
7: I think it's decent because they don't motivate us to do anything. They say we have problems, we have issues, we have concerns, but. Are they ever saying get up and do something? No, they're just they're just drawing the issues across, but they're never actually pushing us to do something. I think El Paso is very comfortable in where we are because we're us. A- okay, stable city, and we don't want to lose that by breaking the boundaries and doing something new.
1: See, and that's i mean excellently said. How many cities in America are dealing with that as we speak? How many people aren't pushed to do anything? Our politi- You're saying right now that our political leadership is only decent because they don't push us to do anything. The most interesting thing you and I have talked about, Chris, has been the fact that the show has generated a, a certain kind of response from people that actually want to actively do something. Yeah. And folks, we're going to be trying to have a roundtable after the show, a roundtable discussion with NHI alumni and radio listeners If you want to come forward uh, We'll let you know at, towards the end of the show Where it is exactly we're going to be meeting But uh, it, it's, it's generating this kind of discussion Because I think there's a void There's not that kind of discussion in our city yeah. which, is, which is a concern Let's go straight to the phone lines Let's go to Larry Larry, welcome to the show What's on your mind?
19: Hello, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good, Larry good. What's going Thank on? You. Okay, uh First-time caller for your program, I have called in on the other shows. I talked to Chris Bailey not too long ago. Uh, I lived in Chicago. I was born and grew up there, and I spent 35 years of my life there. Uh, I lived in Los Angeles for 18 years, lived in Portland, Oregon, and I also lived in Lake Havasu City. I like El Paso uh, basically because you don't have all the hustle and bustle that you have in the other places. But I will say one thing that it is lacking is decent jobs. Uh, another thing that it's lacking depends on the people. Okay, If uh, if you're into going to shows and stuff like that, there really isn't a lot here. A uh, good example of that, even, even for outdoor fun, uh, I have three of my grandkids that come here the second week in June, and they're going to go back here the second week in August. So far since they've been out here, I took them to Western Playland. Uh, I took them to the Space Museum out in Alamogordo. Uh, I took them out there to some kind of a uh, train museum or something that they had up, But I didn't really see anything here worthwhile taking them to.
1: So how do we shift that, Larry?
19: Well, first of all, everybody there, when you ask them about your city council and uh, the political aspect here... uh, I'd get rid of all of them, if it was me, because it seems like basically what they're interested in is their own type of agenda. Uh, Why is it that San Antonio, you can go there and they have the Riverwalk, they have decent paying jobs? I mean, I've been out of work now for about three months, and you're, you're looking at jobs here, it's a joke. $7.75, $8 7 75 $8 an hour, and when I came here in 2003, the only thing that they wanted to build in this town is evidently, as uh, Pat Haggerty said one time, well, we're going to bed them and we're <laughs> going to feed them. So that's what they think of you, you people. I can understand why they, they spend how many so- thousands on education for what? So they can go someplace else?
2: Excellent.
1: And I think that's an excellent point, Larry. Uh, Thank you for the call. Let's move on to uh, Leila. Leia, let's go on to Leia. Leia, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What do you think about all of this?
17: Um, It's interesting hearing everything that you've been talking about and the questions that you uh, are putting out. You're comparing El Paso to Austin in terms of entertainment, jobs, and even politically. And El Paso, not even comparable. Why? Why in not? our town, politically, we have so much division that the, our parties cannot come together for the benefit of the well, people in El Paso.
1: But Austin's a pretty liberal city too, and it's it's pretty it's pretty divided when it comes to the Democratic Party in Austin.
17: Yeah, it is. But you see the results in Austin when they they have the people's uh, needs in mind, they all come together. Together. In in El Paso we we do not
2: do that. Uh, uh, You know, Hector, one of the the things that I found very, very intriguing is it only took me nine hours to kind of get a a zeitgeist of the populace of the town here we were talking about last night. One of the things I see from the political uh, leadership here in the city is a bunch of people who are very, very happy with the status quo. Isn't that uh, sad? uh, Sad. Very sad. Theoretically, the reason being is because the status quo is easy. You don't have to invest any risk or political capital into maintaining the status quo. You just simply go along with the flow. You do whatever your predecessors did. It takes a degree of political risk and, and, and risking your political capital to uh, put forth progressive change, bold ideas, to capitalize on the assets present within the city. And unfortunately, I don't think your political leadership in this city is willing to risk their political capital to undertake those ventures that are very necessary.
17: And what is worse is that El Pasoans see feel that and we don't do anything about it. We complain, and we we sit. We never stand up for our own needs and our own beliefs, and we let other people run our lives. Now, that's one. The other thing, when it comes to um, the tourism that El Paso has, and El Paso does have a lot of strengths, but neither the media, city council, or commissioners' court. This,
6: anything to promote the richness that we have in El Paso? I think this goes back, uh, Lelia to uh, what Hector's always talking about, is to have individuals that have a particular type of vision for whatever office they happen to obtain. So if you have individuals that are there to promote tourism within a given city, a lot of times it shows, the, I think, the disconnect of politicians with the real strengths of their own community. Mm-hmm. El Paso, it takes by people enlarge,
17: like you guys to bring this out in the open and for people like the ones you have in your in your panel you know those young people with yeah. fresh ideas to come out and put it in the forefront
1: well, Alea, thank you very much thank for the call. Thank you we for everything that you're doing. Well, thank you, thank very, you very, very much, much. folks. You can give us a call nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six in the three o'clock hour. We're going to get into uh, more of this discussion, a little bit of other topics too. You're going to want to stay tuned, and then we're going to announce where we will be having a roundtable discussion with El Pasoans and NHIRs. So you could join us after the show, and we could just continue this discussion with uh, Chris Bailey, Nick Bias, all the way from Fort Collins, Colorado. Yours truly, and all of this wonderful group of individuals we have here next. Hour, we will talk action. How do we start committing to action? We'll be back.
0: This is KHRO El Paso, Talk Radio 1150 AM,
11: your CNN radio news source. Radio. I'm Michelle Wright. This hour's top story. Former NASA Administrator Sean O'Keefe and his son are among three survivors of a plane crash in Alaska last night that killed former Senator Ted Stevens. Alaska Governor Sean Parnell remembers Stevens.
12: He stood for Alaska and he fought for Alaskans. He was, uh, Ted was a lion who retreated before nothing
11: cash trap states are just one signature away from getting the money they need. That's because this afternoon, the House passed a bill that'll give $26 billion in federal funds to those states, explains CNN's Brianna Keeler. This is what Democrats and Republicans came back from recess to vote on. This This passed 247 to 161. It was almost a completely party-line vote. Democrats voting for it, Republicans against it. And what it is, is it's essentially a Democratic Backed jobs bill. The president is expected to sign that bill tonight. Prior to that vote, embattled Congressman Charles Rangel unexpectedly took to the House floor for nearly 20 minutes to defend himself against ethics violations charges. I
16: don't want anyone to feel embarrassed, awkward. Hey, if I was you, I may want me to go away too. I am not going away.
11: I am here. Rangel urged the Ethics Committee to expedite his hearing. The Fed today again opting to keep a key interest rate unchanged, explains economist Ken Mayland.
20: The federal funds rate will continue to trade in a, a very, very low range, 0 to 25 basis points, and they left the discount rate uh,
11: unchanged. The Federal Reserve says the nation's economy is, is weakening, so there isn't a need to change that rate just yet. And a bittersweet time for Fantasia. <laughs> Last night, an ambulance rushed to a woman from the American Idol Season 3 Winners home in North Carolina to the hospital to be treated for a drug overdose. For news anytime, go to CNN.com. This is CNN Radio.
15: That feeling of summer freedom can fade away faster than a vacation tan. But at Advance Auto Parts, freedom from paying for additional services lasts all year long. Advance offers fast, free battery testing and installation on most vehicles at most locations. Plus, Advance carries great brands like AutoCraft. Buy a new battery and we'll install it for you. Fast and most of all, free. It's just one of the many free services you'll enjoy when you come to
21: Advance. Advance Auto Parts.
15: We'll help you keep the wheels turning.
21: Farmers Insurance has discounts for all kinds of things, like automatic checking withdrawal, driving a hybrid, and combining your auto and life policies. Plus, we offer discounts for many professions, including teachers, firefighters, physicians, and engineers. In fact, we have dozens of discounts that could save you hundreds of dollars. Ask the pros at Farmers about all the discounts you should be getting. Find your agent at Farmers.com. Discounts apply to selected coverages, perils, and policy types only may vary by eligibility and state.
22: Wall Street had a down day, but news from the Fed late in the day helped cut the market's losses. The Fed kept interest rates at record lows and gave a bearish outlook about the economy. The Fed also said it, uh, use, it will use money from its mortgage investments to buy treasuries, a move aimed at helping stimulate the economy. Now, the Dow Industrials did recover from a triple-digit decline, though that index still dropped 54.5 points. The Nasdaq lost 29, and the S&P 500 fell 7 points. After the market closed, Disney topped profit estimates thanks to a 40% surge in earnings during the past quarter. Disney benefited from hit movies such such as Toy Story 3. Finally, Netflix jumped 7% after announcing a deal with the pay movie channel, Epix. This deal gives Netflix the right to stream movies online from three major movie studios. I'm Steve Orr from the newsroom at MarketWatch.com. Ah, the joys of owning your
9: own business. Half of your advertising works, half of it doesn't. You just don't know which half. Want to find out? iContact email marketing helps small businesses measure and manage the performance of their advertising budgets. Send your customers offers and then use the iContact dashboard to see which ones get results. Find out what works and keep doing it. And then make it work even better. iContact has plans for every shape and size business starting as low as $9 a month. Visit iContact.com and enter the promo code TRUST to get up to two months free when you sign up for a full account. That's the letter I, iContact.com. Trusted email marketing made simple.
13: iContact.com, promo code TRUST.
14: When hurricanes strike, people lose belongings, their homes, hope. This hurricane season is predicted to be severe. American Red Cross volunteers stand ready. You can help. Your $50 click on redcross.org can feed and shelter a child for a day. Text Cross to 90999 to give $10. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS and your $25 gift can make sure someone won't go hungry for the day. Every single donation brings hope. Text message and data rates may apply.
5: I wasn't going to school because I was just making money stealing cars And one day I was put into juvie for two stolen cars Robbery of a house and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon Well, I was 10 when I first got involved with drugs I skipped school because, you know, nobody cared I mean, I was on drugs and my mom didn't really care Because she was on drugs she was never home
14: When I first got pregnant, school was not important to me So I dropped out And now that I'm 15, I have two babies
5: i was heading nowhere i just thought the only way i can make something out of my life is that if i get an education one day i was locked up that's when i really realized that i mean it wasn't for me like i was only in there two months but to me that was enough it'd be better for me to stay in school just get my education
14: i still need to go to school and make make it for myself
11: stay in school give yourself a chance
5: i think i'm happier right now i know i'm happier right now
11: A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council.
0: El Paso for America.
10: We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With
0: your host, Hector H. Lopez. Just the
11: guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio
0: 1150. Having an interesting
1: discussion with all of you today, El Paso for America, with Nick Baez here in studio, all the way from Colorado, Fort Collins, uh, in El Paso, taking in the city, along with Chris Bailey. You know the El Paso for America crew, all in studio right now, with a bunch of great panelists from all over the city of El Paso. Even New Jersey, we have uh, Jerwin Mojica all the way out from uh, New Jersey that called us in the first hour. I don't know if he's still on uh, anymore. I think he's out. But we continue to have a discussion about the future of our city, about how our current lay of the land looks in terms. In terms of El Paso being a destination area, and it all arose over a conversation that Nick and I were having yesterday, over a commentary on Facebook that developed on his profile uh, when he was telling everybody and informing the whole world he was coming to El Paso. El Pasoans, along with other individuals, immediately began to hate on the fact that Nick was happy. And excited about coming to El Paso. Oh, you're going to Hell Paso. Oh, why would you ever be excited to go there, Nick? You're the first person on earth that I ever know that is excited to go to El Paso. That was the type of commentary Nick was getting. And so if that's the kind of commentary Nick is getting, here's Nick, an individual that is happy to be here, all the way from Fort Collins, and uh, has been part of this great show. He perceives El Paso in a positive light, but hey, the rest of everyone else seems to perceive El Paso in a very negative light. Even our own, our own individuals perceiving our city in a very negative light. Got to talking about what is building this image? How do we shatter this image? What do we begin to do? And we had a great conversation in the 2 o'clock hour about what kind of image we had. I think it's pretty picture clear how that image is not a very positive one and uh, how that image is pretty bad. To give you a case in point, a lot of people say, oh, we're doing great things in El Paso. Well, Hector, look at the Plaza Classic Film Festival. Isn't that great? Look at the great things that the El Paso Community Foundation is doing. Look at Chico's Tacos. Thank you uh, over here from the bathroom. That is great. That's great what people are doing. But to think that this is somehow cutting edge worldwide come on we're kidding ourselves the El Paso Classic Film Festival at the Plaza Theater you know that is great for El Pasoans but were any of these classic films developed here in El Paso does El Paso have any cultural rooting in the films that are being exhibited at the Plaza the answer is really no Maybe there's some vague references in a couple of films here and there, but come on, they're showing The Godfather. We all love The Godfather. But the International Latino Film Festival is doing something in New York City that is highlighting the fact, and that's what Chris and I were talking about here on break, it's highlighting the fact that New York is cosmopolitan. Right. That New York has
6: fresh new film artists that are international in scope right. that are bringing new ideas to the table. And something to point out about El Paso, people say, well, we just don't have the filmmaking talent. We have a group of individuals from El Paso that have made a movie called Red Mesa yeah, that's being promoted Gabriel for it's it's up for an nice Oscar. Of mine. It's up for an Oscar yeah. right now. And it's in the running. And it's amazing to me that they are nominated a group of indie filmmakers from El Paso, Texas that live here, that have moved here, that have filmed in the area, that have farmed local talent are capable of of uh, making a film and there are numerous examples of that. There are tons of talented filmmakers out there that are are generating art that's not only worthy of support but should be supported yeah in something on the level not being done at utep let's say showcased at utep but showcased at a venue like the plaza theater and an international with the same kind of underwriting yes
1: with the same kind of underwriting let's go straight to the phone lines let's go to lisa and then we'll go to jim i mean to gene lisa welcome to the show how are you doing lisa long time no talk Hey, how are you, Hector? We're doing well, Lisa. What's going on with you? What What do you think about the conversation at hand here? You're always looking at city politics.
23: Well, I think y'all got your head stuck in the sand.
1: Really? Why I is that?
23: I think y'all hate El Paso.
1: Really? Why is well, that, if, Lisa? Well,
23: if y'all want to move, please. Catch a bus and go.
1: Well, tell me what exactly you think is putting El Paso on the international map as we speak and utilizing our assets uh, the way they should be.
23: One of the things... Let me say one of the assets we have is in the continental United States, we have the largest park within a city boundary, and that's the state park out there off of Trans Mountain, approximately 26 square miles in size. Now, people talk about destination cities. Well, they're talking about places with beach, water, and trees. That's for regular people. We are the uh, extreme
1: Visitation. Does does uh, does desert London desert. have uh, beaches?
23: We don't, ha- you know. Well, we've got beach, but no water to go with it.
1: But the fact yeah, but, but is, but London doesn't have any beaches, Lisa. Huh, Lisa? But, but London doesn't have any beaches.
23: London has a history. How far back do we go?
1: So how how far back does El Paso, back El Paso histories go? Here? History go.
23: Our history is probably only a couple hundred years old. It's not as far
1: back. Uh, it's I, I think we have a very culture I I think we have a very culturally rich history that
6: maybe could be on American, uh, uh, maybe on not Greece. as an American city, but our you know that the El Paso del Norte, the region itself goes back to the founding of Mexico.
1: Even I, before
23: I'm not disagreeing mean, with you. I think I think You're trying to compare apples to oranges. You want to compare El Paso to Austin. There is no comparison.
1: Why is there no comparison? Because we're too little of a city to think that big? El Paso is better. El Paso is better.
23: I chose to live in El Paso. I didn't go back home to where I came from when I got out of the military. I chose to live here.
1: Lisa, I understand, you chose, I understand you chose to live here. But when we're talking about a city that's an international metroplex at, at an international scale, the world's largest international metroplex that the world has to offer, I can't talk of any event in El Paso, Texas, that swells our population. By how many did uh, South by Southwest swell the population, Chris? A quarter million. A quarter I million. I, I, don't, I don't ever recall any event in El Paso, Lisa, uh, that builds on the assets that we have here culturally uh, – uh, on the great things that we could capitalize on, that swells our population by 250 million. I mean, 250,000 people in, in for one event. I mean, what we're saying here is El Paso is like you know a, a diamond in the rough that hasn't been polished yet, and and no one seems to be interested in polishing it because, like you, people are just comfortable with where they are right now, and they don't they don't want anything more. Now,
23: now, now no. let, let me disagree with you here. Yeah, I'm really comfortable here. Maybe I don't want all these people from California or Maine or whatever bringing their stuff here and ruining the community that I've moved into.
1: So you, you want to keep El Paso small. You're interested in keeping El Paso small. That's, that's what makes it charming for you. You don't have any interest in, in uh, pursuing beyond the status quo.
23: No, no. Now, again, you're putting words in my mouth. We have a city. We have a, basically a county around 750,000 and basically we probably know everybody in town I wasn't born here but you know I feel like I know everybody in this blasted
1: city <laughs> So, so if we know everybody in the city and we have such a culturally complex city, uh, I mean a culturally rich city that is complex in many ways that, that you know just overshadows so many other cities, why hasn't this camaraderie between people and social networks in the city, if our social networks are so strong, why haven't we been able to come together as a community to at least be able to have some showing on a, on a national scale or international scale that keeps our city small? I mean you're interested in keeping our city small. I I can think of a lot of uh, international cities that are small that still have some sort of uh, you know nucleus of individuals trying to construct that community at a different level i seem to recall this city staying at the exact same economic level as maybe in the last 30 30 40 years i mean we're still stuck in the jeans industry here
23: well you know i don't Understand.
2: What do you mean by showing? Well, uh, uh, one of the things, um, and I, I appreciate your call. I appreciate your comments. Um, one of the things, and don't get, we absolutely love El Paso? If we didn't, we wouldn't be having a show right now. This wouldn't even be a topic for discussion. One of the things that frustrates me when I look at the city is I see a city full of wealth, beautiful people who can affect things on a national and international scale. And what frustrates me about the leadership of this city is that they are perfectly fine with the status quo and nothing more. They are perfectly fine with being confined to this area and not... not even desiring to affect change on a national scale and I just think that That's really settling. Um, When you take a look at all of the great assets within this beautiful city that I'm actually considering moving to, Colorado, because it's so beautiful, Um, when when I take a look at all of these assets here, I see a community that can do so many things on such a large scale. And, And I just wonder why the powers that be, the leadership, a majority of the populace, is so comfortable and so protective of the status quo. Let me ask you a
23: question. When was the last time you attended a city council meeting? That um, was the
2: last time you attended a uh, county commissioner's meeting.
1: Of, 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 a, of any kind anywhere? Yeah. No, right keep here. Keep in time. mind, Lisa, that uh, Nick Baez is from Fort Collins, Colorado. He's, he's here visiting El Paso. That's the whole premise of today's discussion. Nick sees a lot of assets in the community, but, but not very many things being done about those assets or with those assets. So, I mean, I you know, asking him if he's been to a city council meeting. I mean, he lives in Fort Collins. I mean, he's...
23: Well, he's making generalizations. He's saying, well, people aren't doing anything. Let me tell you, you know, I attend every city council meeting that I can physically get to. I have seen a Good, good. Excellent. I have seen changes in this community. I have seen money spent in areas that they have never spent money before. And, you know, I'm going to challenge you. You come in and you visit for a couple hours, and you can point out well. These are all the bad things here. You know,
1: get in, come in at my level. Here, well, Lisa, let me jump in. I have been at your level. I used to work at City Hall when you were making your rounds back in oh uh, two, oh three, oh uh, one, and I remember your meetings there at City Council. And you know, I you know, I, I hate to say it this way. I do pay attention to City Council meetings. I don't have to be there physically in order to pay attention. You could pretty much do it online or for, from wherever you are nowadays. And I hate to say it. But El Paso is still stuck in the same discussions that we were stuck in back in o one, o two, o three. I moved out of El Paso, went to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, lived there for seven years of my life, nearly, and uh, came back to El Paso. And guess what? I jumped back into the city, and we're in the same discussions that we've been when, when, that you were involved in back in o uh, one, o two, o three. I mean, very little has changed since then. Things one,
23: things don't change overnight, and two. This applies to any and every other city in, in this
6: country. But they Lisa, all, if, if I hear you correctly... They're
23: doing the same thing. I could tell you about... Where I grew up, it still looked like the same thing. They're still doing the same thing. Why fighting the same? Why, why is that,
2: Austin's not the same. Acceptable? San Antonio's
1: not the same.
2: Why? New York is not why, the same. Why is that acceptable? Is the question I have.
1: Let's get back with you over the break. If you can stick with us, uh, Lisa, we'd enjoy the conversation, folks. Nine one five eight zero four three seven six. Gene, you're after Lisa. Stay tuned. <music>
0: Talk Radio 1150, your financial news source with CNBC Financial.
8: I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. Earnings after the bell from Disney. Income last quarter jumping 40% from a year ago thanks to more revenue at ESPN and from the blockbuster Toy Story 3. The House of Mouse took in $1.3 billion in profit last quarter. The market started the day lower after demand for imports in China fell last month. But stocks ended well off their lows after the Federal Reserve said it would keep key interest rates at record low levels and would take proceeds from mortgage-backed securities and put that money into U.S. Treasury bonds. In the end, the Dow down 54, the Nasdaq lower by 28. The House passed a $26 billion jobs bill to protect 300,000 teachers, police officers, and other state and local government workers from being laid off. The next step, the bill heads to the president's desk. And fast food chains Wendy's Arby's plan to open 180 outlets in Russia over the next 10 years. Tom Busby, CNBC. Ah, the joys of owning
9: your own business. Half of your advertising works, half of it doesn't. You just don't know which half. Want to find out? iContact email marketing helps small businesses measure and manage the performance of their advertising budgets. Send your customers offers and then use the iContact dashboard to see which ones get results. Find out what works and keep doing it. And then make it work even better iContact has plans for every shape and size business, starting as low as $9 a month. Visit iContact.com and enter the promo code TRUST to get up to two months free when you sign up for a full account. That's the letter I, iContact.com. Trusted email marketing made simple. iContact.com, promo code
14: In November 2004, Jose was sentenced to eight years for committing a gun crime. His wife and two sons were left alone.
0: Uh, Today I want to talk to you about being arrested.
18: My family has suffered immensely. They're the ones that really suffered the most for my decisions that I've made in my life. When you were
0: arrested and uh, you went to jail, what were you thinking about?
18: My, My kids, my wife, my mother, my brother, my dad. That's what I thought about the most. Do you think your boys know what's going on? It's kind of hard for them, so they just deny it. What would you tell young kids? I mean, just think about your family first. Your family always comes first, and your family's always going to be there for you. If you could do things over again, what would you change? Um, I would try to change the mistakes that I've made in my life, because um, your family suffers, especially your kids. That's a pain I would never want to put them through ever again.
14: When you commit a gun crime, your family serves the sentence with you. Gun crimes hit home. Brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ed Council.
0: Ladies and gentlemen. Impossible. For America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150.
1: folks and uh, the conversation getting interesting. One of the city's most uh, involved citizens, uh, Lisa Turner, you know her. She's always at city council. I've always talked uh, good things about you, Lisa, when you're at city council. I think you, you're you a mover and a shaker, and you get disappointed over things that I get disappointed about, too, like, uh, you know, the city of El Paso, allowing El Paso Electric to jack up our electric rates uh, for the sake of uh, some solar panel project that really isn't even a drop in the bucket to really being able to realize that solar panel project. Um, you know, you, you get frustrated over things like those. I'm I do as well. And, and the reason I get frustrated over things like those is because we could be doing so much better things with our time. We could be strategizing for both the short, medium, and long-term, but it seems that we have problems in strategizing for the medium and long-term. And so every time I come in talking about big ideas for the city, that's what we're talking about. It's not that we hate El Paso, but you had some uh, interesting uh, words that you were sharing with us so you, you don't really disagree. You think we all hate El Paso. Well, it just seems that's
23: how uh, you're coming across. And it's just and this is one of the things that I've noticed and I noticed in me. When I lived in Kentucky, I always said there was nothing to do, even though there's all kinds of rec- recreational activities available. I get to El Paso, and this is what I hear from regular El Paso. Well, there's nothing to do. What do you mean there's nothing to do? you got one of the largest parks in the nation right out of here. you got world-class rock climbing out at Waco Tanks. Uh,
1: do you you think we do an accurate job though lisa at portraying world-class rock climbing at waco tanks or the the the, we do an accurate job in portraying you know the uh trans mountain park that you're talking about uh on on a national or international scale i've never ever in my life heard anybody talk about those things and and you know i've 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 had the opportunity, uh, thanks to my job, you know, to, to, to talk with different folks. I've never once said, heard them say, oh, El Paso, that's where you guys have world-class climbing over at Waco Tanks. Or, oh, El Paso, you know, you guys have a great, uh, one of the largest parks in the world. I mean, I don't think we've done a good job in even talking about that.
23: You know, I understand what you're saying. And, no it's like anything else, we have to promote it. But those who, quote, do the rock climbing, this is one of their places to come. This is at the top of their list. They have to come here. They have to climb because this is one of the best places in the world to climb.
1: When I when I talk about Aspen, I'm sure the first thought that comes to mind is skiing. You know, I, I'm just saying when we talk El Paso, maybe one of the first things, based on what you're saying, Lisa, should be uh rock climbing, but we're not doing that as a city, and when we're not doing that as a city and planning for the long term on how we're going to capitalize on this asset, it just presents a problem. But I, I, think, I think we've gotten to a point where at least we could have a jumping off point as to what we need to do in the city. I think, I think we both agree, or we all agree, that we need to do more highlighting of some of these uh, assets and traits that we have as a city on a national or international scale. I, I think we disagree on uh, turning this city into some, some kind of international metroplex that goes beyond our population that we're currently at, but even though we're a small city, Lisa, I mean, our Metroplex already is over 2 million, including Ciudad Juarez.
23: Well, that's fine, but remember, there's a line on the map, and that's another country, and as much as we want, we have to respect that. They have their own rules, their own culture. We share a lot of it, but we have... We're, it's, one of the most striking things that ever happened to me was the first time I was over by UTEP, and I finally understood what a line on a map meant. And we looked over.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Lisa, we appreciate the call. We always do. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Uh, you know. Thank you, uh, folks. She dialed 915 Hey, you have an opinion. You can state it. I don't necessarily agree with uh, Lisa's point of view. I think we are one community, uh, even though we're divided by a border. That's like saying uh, East and West Berlin were different cultures. I mean, uh, we're, we're the same deal. It, more of the Iron Curtain is kind of being erected around our, our, our own uh, border plex here because of the violence going on across the border. But, hey, come on. Get real. This is a populace of two million. This is a place that really is divided by not even a river. Have you taken a look at the Rio Grande yet? It's kind of empty. Let's start thinking about where we're headed in the long term and what our assets are as an international metroplex. I, I don't see any other way of thinking, but let's get into more action talk. What can we do about action? Let's go straight to Gene. Gene, thank you for waiting so long. What's on your mind? Okay, uh,
10: Hector, how are you doing?
1: We're doing well. Gene, what's up?
10: Good, Well I just agree with a lot of your panel there but- our city council is doing, um, our, our government, I, I, I agree, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Okay. I don't think our city council has moved the city forward They're concentrating too much on, you know, a little piddly little thing sometimes neither here nor there. Now, you want to talk about our culture and, uh, you know, where we go from here? We could start with the basics by, let's, uh, we're talking about revitalization downtown. Well, why don't we start by fixing up but we have. We have the Capels Building. A lot of those historical buildings, you know, as Pancho Villa directed the, the uh, Mexican Revolution from atop the Capels Building. And we've allowed these property owners, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about mainly, yeah. is uh, to uh, just sit on these buildings, let it deteriorate to the point of no return. So instead of talking the major things, you know, this long-term, whatever you guys are talking about, Let's concentrate on the basics, on capitalizing, on what we have currently. And then we can start talking longer term and whatever, you know, be more uh, advanced or whatnot, but we need to concentrate on what we have
2: take it from there thank you for your commentary I really appreciate it I, I do have a question for you and it's, it's kind of a question I'd like to just pose because I'm curious about the answers um, from the citizens of this city is that let's say I theoretically uh, were able to give you the power to be in control of the direction and trajectory of this city for the next 25 years what are some of the things that you would like to see happen for the next 25 years to craft a new image of this city
10: would like as i said get this we got a downtown that has the potential to bring some tourism dollars in possibly if we work it the way we should be right now we are not cracking down i got a i got course. a
1: hard break there gene i apologize you got to go straight to break uh, be glad to take your call right after the break folks 915 we'll be back
24: NASA Administrator Sean O'Keefe was also on board, he survived the crash. Back in Washington, House members returned from vacation for a rare special session to pass $26 billion in aid for Medicaid and teachers. The bill passed despite overwhelming opposition from Republicans. Also on the floor, this. I deserve and demand the right to be heard. Democratic Congressman Charles Rangel rising to challenge bipartisan ethics charges against him, saying he won't step down, telling fellow members to take their best shot if they think he should go. More tonight on AC360, the most trusted name in news. I'm Anderson Cooper. This is CNN Radio.
15: That feeling of summer freedom can fade away faster than a vacation tan. But at Advance Auto Parts, freedom from paying for additional services lasts all year long. Advance offers fast, free battery testing and installation on most vehicles at most locations. Plus, Advance carries great brands like AutoCraft. Buy a new battery and we'll install it for you. Fast and most of all, free. It's just one of the many free services you'll
21: enjoy when you come to Advance.
15: Advance Auto Parts. We'll help you keep the wheels turning.
21: Farmers Insurance has discounts for all kinds of things, like automatic checking withdrawal, driving a hybrid, and combining your auto and life policies. Plus, we offer discounts for many professions, including teachers, firefighters, physicians, and engineers. In fact, we have dozens of discounts that could save you hundreds of dollars. Ask the pros at Farmers about all the discounts you should be getting. Find your agent at Farmers.com. Discounts apply to selected coverages, perils, and policy types only may vary by eligibility and state.
14: When hurricanes strike, people lose belongings, their homes, hope. This hurricane season is predicted to be severe. American Red Cross volunteers stand ready. You can help. Your fifty dollar click on redcross.org can feed and shelter a child for a day. Text Red Cross to nine zero nine 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 to give ten dollars. Call one eight hundred Red Cross, and your twenty five dollar gift can make sure someone won't go hungry for the day. Every single donation brings hope. Text message and data may apply.
16: Being in touch with your community, that's what sets apart the local news leader from the rest. That's why Univision 26 Cable Channel 2 continues to be the number one choice for news at 5 and 10 p.m. More local stories, covering stories that affects you and your community. Three states, two countries, from Fabens to Las Cruces, and the only El Paso station with full news operations in Juarez, covering what's happening on both sides of the border. No English language station can come close. Univision 26, for 25 years, the number one source for better local coverage. News, education, health, all the news you need to know in Espanol at your fingertips. www.kint.com. More local news, more national and international news, sports and local weather, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at kint.com. The new source for information in Espanol on the web. The only local news website in Espanol covering news from throughout the borderland, both sides of the border. The new kint.com, your source for better local coverage.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, El Paso for America.
16: This is huge. With
0: your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150.
1: talking about El Paso, we're talking about the things that my good friend Nick Bias is starting to see in the community that are assets, and hey, we're not building on it, because El Pasoans can't uh, get it together to build on them. Let's go straight to Gene. Gene was cut off. Uh, oh, Gene's out, but let's go straight to Robert. Robert, welcome to the show. What's going on, Robert?
25: Hello?
1: Yes, Robert, you're on. What's
25: up? Yes, uh, uh, well, I've been living here in El Paso. I was born here yes sir i was too i was living i've been living here half a century plus 10 years oh wow and the only entertainment we have here are borrachos burritos tacos and flautas <laughs> and that's about it
1: and do you have a problem with that or do you like that
25: well they could, you know, after after so many years because uh, uh, i other cities, I, I lived in salinas and los angeles and they, they got a lot of entertainment over there and you know and i came back they're beautiful cities and they got a you know it's it's uh, They have a lot of nice things to do, but you're not a foreigner right here. I'm from El Paso. I got homesick, came back.
2: And and, and you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that whole notion of being a small, tight-knit community in which everyone knows each other and you can call, kind of get along. And I'm not not saying that's wrong. And uh, uh, please, I really don't want our listeners to interpret my comments that way. What I'm saying is that the city of El Paso, the potential to affect change on a national and international scale already exists in the populace. It already exists in the many assets. And the the most frustrating thing that, that I've seen and I don't know if you share a similar opinion or not, Um, uh, by all means tell us most frustrating thing I see is just um, the political leadership in the city as well as a good majority of the people are just so happy with the way things are right now that they don't want to do anything different they're so happy with the status quo that they don't want El Paso to take the next step to be able to affect change on a national scale and and I I just feel that as great as El Paso is the the potential to do so many greater things exist, and I would love to see it happen to where people all over the world could say, wow, El Paso, they they have their stuff going on, they have their stuff together, and I can learn a lot from Opaso in terms of politics, education, science, finances, etc.
25: Uh, then maybe down the road things, things might change.
1: Do you, and what what do you think are the is are the necessary traits for us to be able to change things up? Uh, and you know,
25: I, well, I, more, more more involvement from uh, uh, we need uh, register more people to vote. That's about it. Because, I know, you, know, and, uh, you got you got a almost of a million and only about uh, you know. Yeah. 200,000, 300,000 show up to vote. And out of those, I mean, those are registered voters, and only about half of those show up to vote. So, that, you know, it tells
3: you a lot. That, Robert, uh, participation,
25: uh, participation, civic participation, engagement. Yeah, and on the, but on the other side of the coin, about, about El Paso, we don't have to worry about earthquakes, uh, tornadoes, hurricanes, and all that. Other. You
1: know, <laughs> Our weather and that, that is Medina definitely good, Rondo. but uh, we do very little to capitalize on the weather. We don't have much theme parks or
3: anything like that. Go yeah, ahead, you know, Rafa. I think you hit it on the dot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you were saying, being from Los Angeles, and, and saying that the entertainment was really important there and why so many people want to go there is that, you know, you're right, you're making a really big point. El Paso does not only need that, you know, more people, more voters, but to promote that tourism, what we need to do here, you know, Hollywood in L.A., uh, Chris said it, ACL in, uh, in Austin, uh, the Riverwalk, the Alamo, the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. Well, I mean, we don't have anything, and, and yes, we need to uh, come up with something. But, we need new uh, ideas. Not, not too much. What but is I it I gonna, that's gonna going to take El Paso to that next to level?
25: Monica for, uh... For a Fourth of July celebration, a million people were going to Santa Monica at the same time, over yeah. in L.A. I,
1: I wish we could say the same thing about El Paso. Thank you very much for for the call, there, Robert. Let me let me go straight to Scott and then to Joe. Scott, welcome to the show.
26: <clears throat> Thank you. Great show. Thanks. Uh, Thank you. Uh, you know, El Paso is East East L.A., not East L.A. <laughs> San Antonio. I think a lot of people there's another want it to be San Antonio, but we have a dry climate. We should be trying to imitate a lot of the culture that you see in more sophisticated cities. I'm not I don't want a city that is big with novelty and amusement and rock climbing. I mean why isn't there a film department at Utah? Well how come you NMSU and UNM uh, University of New Mexico have a world class have world class film departments. There's no school of architecture, no law school in this city, no major film festivals, no, no progressive fine art galleries. Uh, <clears throat> you guys are absolutely right And Hector, your links to uh, Education In, in uh, Central America South America, the East Coast Wherever, that's that's very Intriguing to me and I think that you have A key to What uh, We really need to farm out We really start need to start making those links To uh, various cultural Centers of, of not only education But of of other things, so the arts and entertainment uh, <clears throat> that other communities uh, less financially able yeah. are able to capitalize off and, of. And you uh, know what?
1: And you know what, uh, Scott? I mean, for me, that's 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 the thing. And being able to interface with people like Nick out in Fort Collins, or people—I mean, even local individuals like Chris. Chris at least has a, When we talk about the concept of El Paso being a capital for our community. We can actually relate, because we're sitting there going, all right, we've been to Austin, all right, we've been to Colorado, we were born and raised in uh, in Nick's case over there in New York City. I've been in New York, I've been in Panama. I know what they have, and I know what they don't. And I know that some of the things that they don't have, we have here in El Paso. But nobody else is realizing those assets. Nobody.
6: I I think, uh, Scott, this is Chris. 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 By uh, – by I, I think by what you're saying as well and something that you often talk about on the show is the nature of entrepreneurship and the mm-hmm. importance of it. And I think El Paso, if you think about it from this perspective in entrepreneurship and smart growth, we've got an idea um, fundamentally here. We have an, a uh, – I guess an, it's an undeniable resource, which is the sun. You know, we've got solar energy, but we don't capitalize on it. The city's not capitalizing on it. They're not encouraging individuals to capitalize on it, and that would be one of the smartest things we could do to to gain some notoriety in the city is to start moving in a green manner to promote that kind of green entrepreneurship here in El Paso and and Juarez, in in the Juarez community as well. Last statement, Scott. i got a line of people. Go ahead.
26: In the arts, we have so much intellectual capital in Juarez. Yes. And with the film Red Mesa, that shows you what intellectual capital is right in the yes. next and El Paso. And intellectual
1: capital Absolutely. can always trump monetary capital if you utilize it the right way. I couldn't Absolutely. have said that better myself. Thank you for the call, Scott. Thank Let you. me go thank straight you, to Scott. Joe. Joe, welcome to the show. What's going on, Joe?
12: Uh, thank you, Hector. I was not able to listen to... Uh, your show after you asked the students uh, that you had on earlier what cities they would like to visit in the uh, world, yeah. worldwide, and you did make the comment, and unfortunately I was not able to hear or listen to their answer when you said it was uh, you were somewhat baffled or you were curious as to why none of those students, and of course I don't know if there were Hispanos or, or if they were all of them were Anglo, they're, they're all the spanish speaking uh, destination world yeah they didn't and and what was their what was their response well, the response was kind of
1: uh, lighthearted. I mean, I think we still have a couple of the two what students in here.
18: They have uh, other going things going Washington here, Paul. Heights. She was in Washington she Heights. She was in Washington
1: Heights last week. Well, let me ask her a real quick question. A caller is asking you guys directly, oh. directly, saying, "What, what? It, why is it that you guys did not mention any Spanish-speaking cities when you mentioned your world destinations? What was the big reason behind that?"
7: Basic. Is this on? Go ahead. It's on. Okay. Basically, I think that. <laughs> El Paso, you have a lot of the Mexican culture here. So why am I going to name places that have Mexican culture when I want to see other cultures oh, as well to what expand about, my own culture well, What myself. about
1: Puerto Rican culture? What about Panamanian culture? What about Argentinian culture? Yep, what Puerto about Rico. Spanish culture? What about uh, every kind of other culture oh, in Jewish the book? Culture. <laughs> well, Sorry. Jewish culture. We can take him up to New York, Jews. Paul. If it, no,
2: all, it's right, right, it's all right, Strals, all right, Strauss. All right.
1: My dad's a Jew.
2: That's oh awesome. wow! Well, you say it, awesome. it in such a like a like My a negative way.
1: Mom's a your mom's Catholic and your dad's Jewish. See, so there's there's your answer. Uh, there is, there is hope Straight straight uh, straight from the <laughs> students for you, Joe. I
12: mean, well, you know, I, I think Hector. I think it's kind of disappointing because I believe that uh, too many of our students uh, are not taking full advantage of the fact that we live on the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, I deal with young students at the uh, high school level. I'm not a teacher, but I'm involved in the community and also at the at college level, at UTEP level. And the students that seem to enjoy and, and appreciate our culture, our border culture, uh Mexico and the United States Uh, Seem to come more from Mexico than they do from here. Just because I did not name any of the other cultures doesn't
7: mean that I don't have culture and pride. I mean, pride in El Paso. No, no, that doesn't mean anything. Because it's not a
12: matter of having pride. It's a matter of having uh, curiosity about other Spanish-speaking capitals in the world. I can tell you that uh, I have been to a number of uh, Spanish-speaking countries and and visited their capitals. And I've been in Los Angeles. I've been in Chicago. I've been in Atlanta, San Francisco. I haven't spent any time in New York City, unfortunately. And I can tell you that world capitals around the the world, these countries, uh, such as Mexico City, uh, Madrid, uh, they offer everything that I believe any other country on the earth.
1: We appreciate the call there we appreciate the call there I uh like we, it's 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 important That's for you for you to to tell i mean he's you're saying you don't like the guy but hey we got another line of callers <laughs> the point is this he's calling you out <laughs> Caitlin. he's calling you yeah, out he's you saying guys are getting you need out to pretty hard he's saying, saying yeah, hey ready. he's saying hey you guys need to re- wake up and realize that there's a lot of other cultures within the latino community they're not just mexican there's not just the mexican culture he's calling you guys out she i mean your last response that to
0: that she doesn't know She's going She's going all over. Here's a young lady just coming back from New York City. She doesn't need
1: you, you to protect think, them, Paul. You know, she's a big to, girl. She can speak up for herself. The
0: guy talks a thing like that. Back <laughs> in New York, we call him Vince, what do we call him in New York? Schmuck. See you
6: later. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> know, it's, it's funny, Hector, though. I, You know, you didn't ask me, and my my one destination would be Buenos Aires. Wow. I've never been to Buenos Aires. You've never been go- to Buenos Aires. Oh, no, Why would you want to go there? That's interesting. Uh, Buenos Aires is probably one of the most... Uh, beautiful from what I understand my mom and dad went there last year Sugar love. they they traveled well she, yeah i want to go to brazil too i have family in chile in santiago yeah and uh i've I want to travel and see the Andes, but for in particular Buenos Aires, because they have one of the most vibrant, vibrant not just entertainment cultures, but yeah. nightlife cultures in South America. It's supposed and, 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 to be uh, just I, astounding. It's the third fastest growing
1: culture. population on earth, from what I hear in some reports. You know, we, we need to figure out more about the culture. Let's go straight. i got a line of callers, guys. So Let's go straight lot, to George, then to Kevin, then to Mike. Let's go to George. George, welcome to the show. What's up, George? Great show,
10: Hector. Thank you, George. Hey i got a good idea for those
1: young folks. You're going to have to speak up for me, George. I always have difficulty hearing you.
10: Uh, yes, I have a good idea for those folks. Yes, sir. Folks. Yes, sir. Uh, do you know that group of I people that got murdered over in Afghanistan?
1: Yes, sir, I do. All the people that got murdered in Afghanistan by the Taliban, yes.
10: Yeah, say, do you know we got a group of ophthalmologists and people like that right here in El Paso? Did you know that? Yes, sir. I know we have a a group of people like that. So the point? Well, uh, the young people, if they got some training in ophthalmology, they could join that group and go down to the Copper Canyon. And they could have all sorts of adventures. And, and begin to
1: influence the people. I appreciate the call, George. Thank you for calling, folks. You dialed 915 Let's go straight to Kevin. Kevin, what's on your mind?
27: Okay, interesting discussion again today. Hey, look, uh, Scott's a little wrong. Uh, there is a school of architecture here. Texas Tech has a school of architecture. Ooh uh the uh you know we have the International Museum of Art, we have El Paso Museum of Art downtown. Mm-hmm. I mean I think we have a pretty strong cultural basis here. But if we look at El I've lived here thirty years. I mean if you look at El Paso and the history, five hundred years of El Paso, it was mainly a, a place where people passed through. Yeah. Very few people stayed the here. City of the they past. were on their way to Santa Fe or or up north somewhere. They were on their way south to the minefields or to but, Mexico
1: City. My by mere virtue of that, Kevin, shouldn't we be able to uh, entice people to stay in the city if so many people are coming through this city if we had well, some I mean, sort I, of... I think that's
27: the whole idea behind making it a destination. But we, you know, we have a city council. We have, a, a, uh, we, we have controversy on everything we do. Yeah. And it's usually uh, down racial yeah, barriers. Yeah. So you have the, the equestrian, which is on one down the One day, probably the most famous guy for bringing the most people here. And yet we stick him out there in a place where you can't even see the son of a gun
17: until you get <laughs> run. Going to say something
6: yeah, again. Kevin, I, I agree with you. I think that one of the things, the idea is the image of El Paso as a pass of a way station of sorts is something that we could capitalize on in terms of tourism as well to come through. You don't necessarily have to stay, but have something that brings people in that causes them to want to visit, stay for a little bit, enjoy the culture, and they go back home. Exactly. The problem, I think, is that we haven't nurtured a lot of uh Attractions with regard to tourism, to bringing in tourist money, and I think arts and entertainment, culture in particular. I think it's wonderful that we have the museums that we do. As a matter of fact, the El Paso Museum of Art is wonderful. And it's here's the wonderful. thing: I, I don't know if Kevin's still there. I think he.
1: I think he, I think there's a did he sound there? Off? Yeah, he dropped yeah. off. But Kevin, Kevin was talking about we do have an architecture school. Oh, really, Kevin? Well, that's great. I'm glad we have an architecture school. But how many people are coming from around the world to study architecture in El Paso? That's the kind of institution we need to build well, as we should be city. able to,
6: to capitalize, for instance, on the architecture. I mean, we have architects coming from all over the world to, to UTEP right. to study Bhutanese architecture because, I mean, my, rather than go to Bhutan to do it.
1: I mean, uh, my, my wife loves photography. Uh, Lucy's always talking about the, the the great value that and assets that we have in the architectural uh, buildings that we have here. Absolutely. Trost. Henry building.
2: Henry Trost, yeah. 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 And, and you know what? Um, the moral of the story, the grand scheme of what we've been talking about for almost two hours, is that places like like New York, Chicago, Paris, London, Buenos Aires, Rio de Janeiro, um, have crafted an image of themselves that makes them enticing to the world over, that yes. makes them destination communities. And we can be in the same breath. I, I, I have been in El Paso for a total of 18 hours, and I see the exact same assets in this metroplex. Absolutely. And, and, and We're so, just not
1: building on them. And, and, and so
2: the challenge is, what creative ideas, what progressive, creatively bold, risky ideas are the citizens of this city going to create to turn el paso into an international destination community
1: we're going to go straight to the callers. we have full phone lines 915-880-4376 guys i'm going to ask you to keep it short let's go to mike a then to frankie then to victor mike what's on your mind
20: hey hector you know uh I could hear it was breaking your hearts when the students were saying they wanted to go to Europe instead of Nicaragua or Ecuador or something like that.
1: <laughs> yes, my heart so, was being shattered, being the
0: being My uh,
20: brainwashing's not working. But I wanted to say to the young lady that <laughs> my brainwashing. going to Europe is you want to talk about international cities. There's nothing yeah. more international than Berlin or London and stuff sure. like that. My son and a couple of his cousins just spent three and a half weeks touring all over in Croatia and Italy and and Amsterdam, unfortunately, they're giving you days... thumbs
1: up over here. They're all with so. smiles. They're so, like, finally, right. somebody calls I mean, and stands up for us. Well,
20: you well, you <laughs> can go. You can go stay in buildings that are eight hundred years old and stay there and visit and see all this stuff. You know, where are you gonna? You're gonna go to the Latin American countries and, and there's nothing there that you what can. What do you mean? There's and nothing. Whoa, 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 whoa. you <laughs> cut me off? That six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred years old of documented
1: history. You know, other than looking at a mound of dirt together. Machu Picchu, Chichen Itza. I mean, how many world wonders do we <laughs> do we, do we, do we want to go through here? I
7: mean,
1: it's I think just...
7: Also, we, like, really gain appreciation for our culture by learning about other people. Sure.
1: No, and that's right. And look, and Mike, I will say this. Mike, thank you for the call. I got a line of other callers. But I will tell you this, Mike. Look, it wasn't that we were knocking London or knocking Berlin. What we were saying was, why is it that we can't have an El Paso or a Latino-Hispano destination in that same breath? You do have that level of culture within these uh, nations, Uh, quite a bit of it. I mean, Aztec, Mayan culture, just to say two of the very many different. There's seven uh, indigenous and native cultures to Panama when, when I was in Panama. There's so much of this, but yet we never mentioned in the Puerto same breath. Puerto
2: Rico as well, uh, Ponce, the south side of the island, um, uh, where my family is from. Uh, uh, the uh, Puerto Ricans in Ponce typically refer to it as the Texas of Puerto Rico. And what they mean by that is that... <laughs> that's, a, that's a big word right there. <laughs> well, what, what they mean by that is that Ponce, Puerto Rico, is a huge exporter of intellectual capital to the United States and to Latin America.
1: Let me go straight to Frankie, then to Victor. Frankie, what's on your mind? Well, I, I'm going to pretty much second
24: what, what Mike said to a degree, you know. Oh, but, boy, Frankie. Well,
1: you're going to say that la, the, the Latino community is worthless.
24: Well, no, I didn't say that. In the sense of what you're trying to do is, is put El Paso on a map from, a, from an art perspective or an architecture or the arts and culture aspect. From
1: any perspective? It doesn't necessarily have to be arts but, and culture. But, 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 but it's not going to work because
24: I'm going to tell you It's why. not going to work? Well, no, no. Well, let, me, let me finish. It was a little bit of a day late and a dollar short. You came to the table a little bit too late. I mean, New Mexico is number three, you know, as far as, uh, as, as, as a, a desirable film, film site. Right. Uh-huh. And you're right next door to Texas, right? Well, well, After
1: we don't, I'm not saying we should copy New Mexico. I'm just saying we have a image that we could build on here for certain various things, which we haven't really capitalized. I mean, we don't necessarily have to copy the film model of New Mexico.
24: Well, 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 obviously, if you get people going to come here with big buck money, let's say the, the other call is it architecture, why would somebody want to study Spanish architecture here when they could go to Europe and see not only that, but Gothic and the German and the French and, and all that stuff over there? You're Do you not, up, okay, you're a great messiero. Yeah.
1: Frankie and I and I it just it just shocks my mind here that as a messiero yourself you don't think of the culture exhibited by the Messia Valley is on the same totem pole as the other cultures that you're mentioning it's almost like you feel your culture is somehow inferior No no no,
24: no. no that's wait, wait, We're talking El Paso we're not talking Messia No I'm talking Mesilla's region totally baby I'm talking region well, well, I'll tell you what. Well, no, I mean, this is a whole different animal because there's a lots and lots of unique aspects this way, that way, for it to come down to the final decision of what you can build on El Paso that's unique and different to draw in the people. But let me let me drop off to give the other person an opportunity. Talk Sounds about good, Frankie. A, let, let,
1: let's talk one day when you can give me a call at the top of the hour. That way we have more time. Let's go to Victor. Uh, Victor, welcome to the show. Another great uh, NHI alumnus. What's on your mind, Vic?
28: Me, Hector. What we need to what we're talking about is if you're talking so much criticizing municipal government, I think that what municipal government needs to do is they need to have a better collaboration with with the with the President municipal and the rest of the government for Ciudad Juarez because there are a lot of things there. The Indios soccer team that we could be. Capitalizing, if we can somehow utilize both parts of the of the people then we could then, then then something interesting could happen
1: but okay yeah i mean uh, understood the indians was there they're not division 1 anymore it could have been a great opportunity but the point is this yeah we're we're talking on criticizing uh, some of the municipalities we're also talking about some action and the point is any of the action pieces we've talked about throughout this hour, in the second hour, I mean, very few politicians have taken up the action for it. I mean, I really can't name any that can say, hey, they've put El Paso on the map. I mean, can you, Vic? I mean, I, I have a real hard time doing that because most El Paso politicians are just passers-by. They come by. They will not be remembered 50 years from now uh, you know I, as, as I mean, anything I big. Be, I mean,
28: city-wise, if you want to talk about city-wise, I can't say that. I mean, we have our mayor that just simply just sits down and plays his guitar. Yeah, and that's really all. That's really all I know for. But I mean, if you're talking about a national level, I think Silvestre Reyes has done tremendous things for the city. Like what? Continues to give. This an Chris, I mean, like a, like what? Give a voice as, like as far what? as intelligence. I mean, just keeping the board. Doing a. I think they, when we look to people like Congress Reyes, that if we look at to collaboration between Ciudad Juárez towards El Paso towards Mexico, what is the what has he Paso, done I to collaborate with
6: when, Ciudad Juárez exactly? Aside from from sitting on the intelligence committee, what exactly has he done? For the region outside of the realm of the fe- uh, of a federal Well, yeah Irby. I
28: mean you want to look at how much he's grown fort Bliss I mean that I mean that that's, that's a tremendous thing that's spun yeah. immense capital to el Paso.
6: The, the Fort Bliss, as a matter of fact, was on on the uh, on the slate Sylvester Reyes signed off on it, but that was on the slate to begin with when they started base closures, and he wasn't involved in the base closures at all. My question, I I guess in in, in perspective, in what you're saying as far as a binational cooperation between two municipalities, or two countries for that matter, is to ask you what exactly... Our federal leadership, and I'm not just including Sylvester Reyes, there are other individuals involved in this as well, representatives uh, at the state level Elliot as well. Shapley, Jose Elliot Rodriguez, Shapley,
1: Joe Pickett. where are they? I mean, where are they on anything? Joe they? Pickett, as as,
6: Norma Chavez, where is she? I know Paul out. loves her, but where is she? That's exactly right, reaching out <laughs> to <laughs> Mexico, outside of the Medivac plan. She's in Austin because, the because she problem. don't like Paso
1: no more, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> <Not her office. laughs> she's cleaning out her office. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's, a, it's a bottom line. Vic, I don't think you're there anymore. Are you there?
28: I'm here. I agree, I agree. Okay, yeah, go ahead.
1: Your response, Vic, because I, I got no, two minutes. I mean I,
28: I mean, I agree that there needs to be more key figures at play. I mean, granted, I mean, even even as far as going up to the State Department, Hillary Clinton, I mean, she needs to come back on. She needs to come back yeah, and do. She only comes around on for votes. Yeah. What's up?
1: She only comes around for votes, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, she never really came back to El Paso. I mean, she came around for votes. That's all.
28: I mean, yeah, we need to have we need to have bigger players, we need to have bigger fixtures, but to do that, we do need to accentuate the importance of the city and all the, all the all the all the benefits and all the good that it's done for the country since it well, became part of our in, country. In really. that regard,
6: I agree with you, Victor. I th- I think we have to point out the. The nature of El Paso and the idea that El Paso is a laboratory for what the United States is going to look like in the next 20 years.
1: Victor, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Folks, we have been talking about a roundtable discussion that would go on with Nick Bias and Chris Bailey uh, and all of the people that are here uh, in the studio, along with NHIRs from around the city that are welcome to come. We will be in the next about Half an hour to 45 minutes. We're all making our way to the Toro Burger here on Mesa. We will all be there for a roundtable discussion. Hey, you want to continue talking about what we're going to do with El Paso? Hey, let's meet up. Let's come Good on over you, to El Toro Burger. Victor, you can come on down. Uh, Frankie, you can come on down. Jerome, whoever wants to come on down to El Toro Burger, NHI alumni or beyond. It's uh, the last live show with Nick Bias. He's heading back to Colorado tomorrow. But, Nick, uh, last words. I mean, how, how does it feel to be in El Paso?
2: Um, it feels excellent, and th- these are complex questions that require lots of Thank thought. You. Think big, El Paso. Think big. Thank you very much for welcoming me and being so hospitable.
1: Get into it. Get into it, El Paso America. <laughs> You <laughs>